Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of All Things Iceland. It's Jules, and this episode is part of a series about months in Iceland. So I'm kind of catching up because I've been traveling a lot during the summer, just capturing some really beautiful content around the country. But now I'm back in Reykjavik, not traveling as much, but, you know, still doing trips and, of course, getting back to doing this series. So the other months that I've done so far, I started in January of 2023. And of course, now I'm up to June. <laughs> you can find a link to those other months in the show notes of this episode, which basically is when I say show notes, it means the description or text on my website, allthingsiceland.com, that goes along with this episode. So for instance, the URL for this episode is allthingsiceland.com forward slash June dash in dash Iceland. If you plan to visit Iceland in June, this information will help you to know what to expect when traveling during this month. That includes road conditions, what to wear or pack, what makes it worth it to visit during the month of June, some tips on driving, especially during this time, top activities, events that will happen annually during this month, and anything else that I think would be super helpful for you to know. Before I jump into that, I just want to read one of the recent reviews I got for the podcast. And so I think I'd mentioned some other episodes that if people are enjoying the podcast and leave a review, I can shout you out, you know, potentially in one of the podcast episodes. So this is Dr. Maricia from the United States. And this person says, listen to Jules. That's the title. Jules is truly a gym. Thank you very much. It's very sweet. That's not part of it. I'm just saying thank you. But Jules is truly a gym. This podcast provides such great information for those who are planning a visit to Iceland and for those who are intrigued but haven't planned a trip just yet. Each episode provides a listener with the important FYI and the podcast itself focuses on a multitude of topics from visiting during a specific month to historical information about Iceland. I've always wanted to visit Iceland, and after seeing Jules in a documentary, I started following her on Instagram and was so happy to find out that she had a podcast. I listened to a handful of episodes and decided I couldn't wait any longer, and so earlier this week, I booked my first solo trip to Iceland and will be visiting in about six weeks. Woohoo! First week in October. It is evident that Jules loves the country and wants to provide potential visitors with relevant and helpful information the others enjoy the beauty and wonder of the land of fire and ice. Thank you, Jules, for all that you do. Thank you very much, Dr. Maricia, or Mar I'm not sure if I'm saying your name right. I apologize. That's very wonderful. I'm so excited for you that you're coming on your first solo trip to Iceland. Iceland is an amazing place to do a solo trip, just FYI. I was traveling solo for about two weeks this summer in a camper van. I mean, the only way you can me a little bit more intense is tenting, I guess. <laughs> and so I enjoyed it and I felt very safe. And people often ask me about female solo travel and I just want to just add that in, whether it's female solo travel or just solo travel in general, Iceland is a great place to do it. Granted, the weather can be a little intense, but in terms of people or like, you know, there's not deadly animals or anything like that that you have to worry about. So it's awesome. All right. So let me jump in though to the first topic regarding June in Iceland, and that has to do with the weather, of course. So in essence, June marks the beginning of summer. And yeah, we have to just, you know, be aware that summer, I had to say it almost in quotations, <laughs> 
is not what most people are thinking of when compared to Iceland. So the average temperature ranges from 9 degrees Celsius to 15 degrees Celsius. So that's around 48 degrees Fahrenheit to 59 degrees Fahrenheit. But, this is a big but, it can reach up to 20 degrees Celsius, which is 68 degrees Fahrenheit. And I'll tell you, if the sun is out and there are no clouds, it feels very hot. And I know that probably sounds crazy to some of you, especially those who are used to over like 100 degrees Fahrenheit. But it amazes me how warm it can feel. Now, granted, I know I've acclimated a lot. However, I have been downtown when it was this warm, especially this summer. And I saw tourists who were walking around also taking off their jackets, you know, feeling quite warm. So that's just something to keep in mind. It doesn't happen all the time. And who knows when it will happen in terms of summertime. But the possibility is there. The coastal areas, especially in the north, though, it's something, you know, just to be aware of, might still feel a little bit chillier due to like the cold sea breeze. However, it can still get really warm in the north. And actually, the hottest temperatures in the country ever recorded are in East Iceland on some random farm. <laughs> so I think it's above like, it's close to like 29 degrees Celsius or 30 degrees Celsius, which is getting up in like the 80s. So very possible for it to get warm in other places in the south too. Rain is always a possibility here, regardless of the season. It can rain all summer and you hardly see the sun. But June is typically considered one of the drier months. So that is at least helpful. In terms of daylight hours, my favorite part of June. Actually, no, that's not true. I'll get to my favorite part of June later. But <laughs> my favorite part of June for this part of the episode the daylight hours are because we have this phenomenon called the midnight sun. And in essence, even though the sun does technically go below the horizon, the sky in Iceland does not get dark during the nighttime or the evening time. So we never have absolute darkness. Literally, the sky will be pretty bright. I mean, depending on the weather conditions, like cloud coverage, we're pretty bright in the evening. And I absolutely love it. It's such a great thing. And, and of course, the summer solstice, June 21st, where the sun barely sets. And just to give you an idea of how much daylight hours we have, starting on June 1st, you have 20 hours and six minutes. June 15th, so I just did like the middle of the month, 21 hours and two minutes. The solstice has 21 hours and eight minutes. So, you know, very close to each other in terms of amount of daylight hours. But now once we get past the solstice, the days start to technically become shorter again. So by June 30th, we're at 20 hours and 54 minutes. Honestly, not bad at all. <laughs> it's just, it's not a horrible thing to be like, oh no, you know, we're now down maybe like seven or eight minutes from the peak, but it's, it's hardly noticeable, I'll say. And for those who are like me and who love to travel around or even thinking about doing, you know, midnight hikes, want to kind of have that flexibility of where they want to go and and camping and all that jazz. It brings me to the sponsors of this episode. So Go Car Rental Iceland, who I've been working with for over a year and the people like such as many of you listening who have used Go Car Rental Iceland have said that you've had an amazing experience. I know personally when I use them in like to use certain cars to go to the Highlands, whatever, I've always had a great experience with their customer service. They're a local Icelandic car rental company and they have a large variety of cars, very competitive prices. However, you can 
Get an even better price by using my code ICELAND10 to save 10% off your entire cost of your rental any time of the year. And as I've mentioned in the past episodes, at least, that there have been people who have compared car rental companies with Go Car Rental Iceland. And of course, like using my code too. And this one woman saved over $400. So highly recommend using them. Great company. And they actually moved their headquarters to Keplavik Airport. So now when you get off of your flight, you can easily go get your car at the airport or like very close to the airport, which is very convenient. And also the other sponsor who's a sister company of Go Car Rental Iceland is Go Campers. And if you plan to use a camper van, again, great customer service. And you can use my code ISIN7 to save 7% plus two free duvets to go along with your Go Camper van rental, which can really come in clutch in terms of keeping warm. Because like I mentioned, even though summer can have highs of 60 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, yeah, 60 degrees Fahrenheit on average, or not even average, I'd say more like 55 degrees Fahrenheit on average, <laughs> that in the evening time, it's cooler. So yes, the sky is still brighter, but it does get a bit cooler. And whether you're in a camper van by yourself or with other people, you might still find that you, you know, want some a duvet, a warm duvet to keep you nice and cozy. And my camper van experience recently was epic. <laughs> so I can't wait to share that information with you. Definitely keep your eye out for those episodes, which are coming soon. On to what to wear in June. Layers, layers, layers. And if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you've heard me say it probably a million times. <laughs> and that's because it just works that way. Like you, we can't predict what the weather is going to be. Even in June, we have a idea of, of course, the temperatures, the range at least, but a day that's really cloudy and windy can feel so much colder than one, of course, that is not cloudy and not windy. So bringing your layers will really have you prepared for any scenario. Base layer, so starting with a moisture wicking base layer and then an insulating layer like fleece or a lobo pesa, which is Icelandic sweater, and then top it off with a windproof or waterproof outer layer. You'll definitely need that because the wind can get intense. And of course, like I mentioned, it rains or can rain quite a lot. And the rain is more sideways here. So having a hood on your jacket and your water resistant or waterproof outer layer that covers enough over your head and maybe can even be tightened so the wind isn't trying to rip it off is always great. On your feet, having waterproof and, and sturdy hiking boots are essential for exploring in the highlands and even some areas that are less traveled, like in the West Fjords, East Fjords, some parts of the North. There are parts in the South too, where they definitely come in handy. So I, you know, bringing hiking boots is always a good idea is in essence. And then in terms of any accessories, gloves, scarves, not really thick ones, but if you're really a person that's, you know, often gets cold, that can be something that you do, but gloves, scarves, uh, a hat, sunglasses, and when you experience Icelandic sun, it is intense. And there have been people who have gotten sunburned, unfortunately, or it was harder to see. So sunglasses and sunscreen definitely bring that. And if you want a whole helpful list or a checklist, I have my ultimate packing checklist linked in the show notes of this episode, and that will provide you everything you need. It also is split into summer and winter. So let's just say that you decided to come in Iceland in the summer, loved it, and you want to come back in winter. You already have a packing checklist available for you 
as to what you should bring and what's optimal because yeah, it can, um, it can vary. And having these essentials there will be great. And I have some non-essentials that can be helpful as well on this list. Regarding the road conditions and driving in Iceland during June. So route one that goes all around the country and it takes you to a lot of amazing places. It's usually in very good condition. When I say usually, I just mean that Sometimes they're repairing roads after like a harsh winter or something, but they are paved and uh, the majority of Route 1 anyway is paved. Some gravel roads are there, but that is not, you know, usually a, a huge deal. You might have to go a little bit slower and especially in the rain, go a little bit slower. The majority of the highland roads, which are closed during the winter and even later in the fall, early spring, they begin to open in June. Maybe not all of them might be accessible until July, but a lot of them open in June. So that's great, too, if you're planning a trip where going into Highlands was a part of your experience. In terms of checking the road conditions, you can always go to road.is or safetravel.is. They both have great information as to what kind of conditions are the roads are in, if anything's closed, if there's a weather warning, especially on Safe Travel Dias, they talk about this a lot, and what area it's impacting, because you don't want to be driving there if it's going to be an insane windstorm that could push your car off the road or rip the paint off the car from sand, you know, blowing on it from the black deserts. So yeah, <laughs> it's always interesting things to, to think about. And now we'll move on to why you should visit Iceland in June. Of course, just like I mentioned, the accessibility, there are more roads open and you just get this opportunity to feel like you can go anywhere and do all the things. Now, granted, accessibility also varies. There are some highland roads where you don't have to cross rivers, but there are a decent amount of them where you do. So accessibility to something doesn't necessarily make it less challenging in, in all aspects, but, you know, for sure in terms of they're not being ice on the road. That's great. If you're into bird watching, particularly if you want to see puffins, June is a great time to come. A lot of the times the puffins are coming in May, but again, accessibility to certain areas or just getting kind of that lush landscape, which is actually the next point as to why you should come, is just different. May is like things have not really become green yet. So, or not as green usually. In fact, we've had interesting maze the last couple of years where they were a little chilly and then we had hail and it's just like what <laughs> please go away winter i thought we had already you know we're done with you and there's a very very good chance of spotting whales in this time and seals so wildlife in iceland arctic foxes as well reindeer who are grazing in the east so there's a lot of of life just happening and when it comes to the lush landscapes the snow is gone the vibrant green moss is just like adding this you know, feast for your eyes and the cascading waterfalls, blooming wildflowers, especially the lupin. Lupin is in full bloom. This is purple flower. It can come in other colors too, but it's a beautiful flower that is also an invasive species, unfortunately. But it's great in terms of what it was brought here for. It just happens to spread very quickly and can be dangerous for the growth of like native flora. That's another story that, you know, is being worked on. And of course, too, in terms of why you should visit Iceland in June, 24-hour bright days, like I mentioned, you really can't beat it. It is so great. 
Granted, you're going to need a sleeping mask. And that's something, you know, of course, on my essentials list, most people and blackout curtains are provided in accommodations. There are curtains that are provided in camper vans. So there are, of course, things that are thought of in order to help people to get as much rest as possible. But I can understand if you're not used to it, that it can feel a bit annoying (laughs) to have light that bright of any kind all day long, especially when you're trying to rest. But I highly recommend if you do come during this time of the year and the weather is decent to go on midnight hikes. It doesn't have to be midnight exactly, but just later in the day. This is a fun thing to do and it just feels really surreal. Some top activities to do. So I'd mentioned getting to see whales. So whale watching. Husavik in the north is considered the whale watching capital. And there's minky whale, humpback, and sometimes even blue whales. There's usually dolphins who are giving a show. So there's wild dolphins that are playful. And it's just really fun to see. Puffin watching. So places like Vestmanayar, the Westman Islands, Lautrapjark in the West Fjords, Borgafjörður Estre in the east, and even Dirhole in, in South Iceland. So, so many possibilities of places. In, in Reykjavik as well, you can get on a boat tour and see puffins. So if, as long as you're in the country and you got some time, there's a potential for you to see them during this month. The highlands too, some amazing places like Landmannalaugar, with its geothermal hot springs and beautiful rhyolite mountains where you can hike into, or Thorsmork Valley, so Thors Valley. And this area is more lush in kind of green <laughs> trees in some places. Um, the Fimberhaus Trail is one that goes from Skogafoss to Thorsmork, if you have the time. And it's, it's quite challenging, though, but if you want to do a great hike... That can be a day if you do it for 13 hours, or you can book a hut and go up and stay, you know, for one night and then finish the trail the next day. It's amazing. Absolutely beautiful. I recommend starting in, at Skogafoss and then ending in Thorsmörk. And they have huts and everything in Thorsmörk too. I'm just kind of giving people ideas, by the way, <laughs> like about the highlands. One of my favorite highland places to get to where it doesn't require a river crossing is which is part of the Kerlingarfjöll mountain range. Awesome place. So much fun to drive to. And if you do the Golden Circle, it's at the road to get there is at Gutfoss Waterfall. So you keep driving after visiting Gutfoss and it's really cool. And you can stay overnight there too. I've done it in a day. So that, I know that's possible, but everybody's different. Those are just a couple of recommendations on amazing things that you can do during the summer. And I have compiled over 200 awesome places, activities, accommodations, and more in my Iceland map. So if you do decide to get full access to my map, for instance, you'll receive all of the preset itineraries I have made. So I have 200 places. On top of that, I also have preset itineraries, four of them, which is one is the 10-day epic summer ring road adventure, The second is a three-day South Coast adventure. The third is the famous Golden Circle route. This was like some fun things I like doing on that route. And the fourth is Oreikines Peninsula day trip itinerary. And then on top of that, on top of 200 awesome places, these four itineraries, if I make any updates to this map, you will get those. So if you were by this map, let's just say today, uh, whenever this is published, and next week 
next month, next year, whatever, I add on places, which I am continuously doing, you get that. Once you, you know, log in and have your access to it, you can go to it anytime. So if you're coming back to Iceland, if you're planning a trip for the future, you'll see new places updated in there for you to be able to check out and add to your itinerary or, you know, whatever it is, adventure you have going on. Some people are more loose with their plans. So it just gives you opportunity to have access to all that. And it's only $49. So I launched the map in July, so last month. And people have already been telling me how helpful it's been for them as they plan their adventures here, which I'm extremely happy to hear about. So the link to that, my Iceland map and those itineraries and everything, if you get full access, is in the show notes on my website for this episode. Of course, it's allthingsiceland.com forward slash June dash in dash Iceland. Or you can go directly to the site, which is rexby, R-E-X-B as in boy, y.com forward slash jewels, J-E-W-E-L-L-S forward slash Iceland. June events and holidays is the next section. June 17th is National Day. So celebrating Iceland's Declaration of Independence from Denmark in 1944, There are parades, concerts, festivities going on throughout the country. It's a huge day for people and all the the Icelandic flag is everywhere. It's a lot of fun. Of course, it's family friendly. And you just get a chance to see Icelanders, you know, being proud of their country and their culture and having independence. 1944, I mean, for me and and many of us that weren't born at that time, it feels like a while ago. But in context for the, the country and how long people have been inhabiting this country it's not long ago at all so it's interesting too to to celebrate the fact that Icelanders are able to joy for being completely independent there's also the Viking festival and that's in the town of Hafnafjörður so every year and I've been missing it because in June I normally am going away for my birthday but this festival always looks so cool so I'm thinking next year I'm really going to make it my you know priority to be here for the festival But visitors can experience Viking culture through reenactments, crafts, music, and more. There's an amazing Viking restaurant there, too, that is so cool. And it's really well done in terms of the architecture and the craftsmanship inside of it. So even if you miss this festival that happens in around mid-June, right before June 17th, so usually the weekend before, uh, you can go to that restaurant anyway and just have a bit of a Viking experience. This isn't happening currently, and maybe it will come back, but the Secret Solstice Festival, which is the annual music festival in Reykjavik, usually happens in June. I've heard that, you know, they want to bring it back. So I'm just mentioning it, you know, so you can keep your eyes open if you want to come and go to a music festival that is done and takes, you know, advantage of the midnight sun. And there are usually local and international artists that take part in it. So as you can see, June is definitely an enchanting time to visit this country, the long days, diverse activities, and pretty mild, but can sometimes feel warm weather, (laughs) offers a unique blend of, of natural beauty and events that are pretty fun. So for the random fact of the episode, June is a huge month for me personally, and even when it comes to all things Iceland. So I moved to Iceland in June of 2016. My birthday is in June. It's on the 16th, actually. And also, I published my first episode of the All Things Iceland podcast 
in June of 2018. So I always have a lot to celebrate during that month. That's usually why I go away on some kind of like vacation, just like to have fun with all the anniversaries, if you will, that happened in this month. The Icelandic word of the episode is uni, uni, and that means June, the month of June in Icelandic. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I just want to give another shout out to the sponsors, Go Car Rental Iceland. Just remember to use my code ICELAND10 to save 10% on your full car rental cost. And Go Campers, where you can use my code ICELAND7 to save 7% on your camper van rental, plus two free duvets. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening.